You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 161 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have another great episode for you folks. Uh, we have none other than Javier Munoz on the podcast today. So excited to bring you these stories. He is uh, some of these stories that he was just willing to share with us. I, I, it was unbelievable. I was kind of just like in awe, and I just wanted him to just keep telling me these stories. I mean, we hear stories from his relationship to Lin Manuel and the process of In the Heights and the process of Hamilton. The fact that he was never brought on to Hamilton to play Hamilton um, throughout the entire like beginning processes is is fascinating and uh you'll hear all about it and i'll let him tell uh the stories and you can hear it from him uh but before we get over to that as always we got to talk about some broadway news because there's been a lot and you know what this broadway news segment is gonna date a little bit um because we're going back a, just a bit because the past couple of episodes have been little long uh, on the long end and these are things that I wanted to talk about and share with you all that I haven't been able to sneak into these episodes quite yet uh, with the long Tony episode uh, I talked a lot about the, my experience at the Tony Awards on Sunday in the Jesse Mueller episode and that was a long intro so I was like I'll save it for Thursday um, and, and now or uh, Friday now it's a Friday episode guys it's take about Friday um, and so here we are so we have some uh news that you may have heard in the past like week or week and a half maybe even two weeks um but now but i'm just telling you all why you know i'm now choosing to say it and why it's a little uh dated if you've already heard it uh anyways we'll get to it andrew lloyd weber is back baby uh no surprise that didn't take too long i figured we weren't gonna have no andrew lloyd weber um well i guess we still won't have andrew lloyd weber on the broadway uh but we are getting a new reimagined version of cats and uh we're getting it off broadway at the peril men i believe that's how you say it i have to double check that uh but is the peril men performing arts center and this is the, its first season so it's it's an inaugural season uh we're getting a reimagined version of it it's going to be like ballroom inspired version of cat um so it's still going to be like his music and everything but i can assume that the choreography and and staging and all the things all the all that jazz is is a bit different and uh, i'm excited to see how this one kind of works out and it looks interesting and this is very exciting for uh the pac as they're calling it to have this as is their first show um it's quite quite the feat they've got some very cool things happening in its inaugural season so congratulations to them and uh we'll look forward to seeing cats back on the broadway um well i guess off broadway anyways moving forward uh speaking of reimagined okay i don't know what what's going on here but it's like reimagined the future of broadway it seems to be like a very big trend where it's like oh we're getting a reimagined version of this we're getting a reimagined version of that um and i'm thinking about reimagining this show and all of this uh but 
I don't, I don't know. It, it seems like it's trending that way. Hopefully not, but uh, we'll see. Because that just means a ton of revivals, and we need some new works. Because we always love new works. Um, but with that being said, Diana the Musical is getting a reimagined version of their uh, sensation that uh, was on Broadway for about a month or so, and that's going to be happening in London in the West End, starring Kara Young and Billy Eugene Jones and Jay O. Saunders. Uh, obviously, more of the cast is going to be announced soon, but they did re- announce those three leads, which is very exciting. Um, and that's happening very soon. Uh, I know some of us love Diana the Musical, and some of us hate Diana the Musical. There's a very love-hate, uh, no-in-between type of relationship with the show. Um, and of course, it's on Netflix for you to go you know, make that choice for yourself if you've never seen it. Um, it's interesting, and I look forward to seeing the reimagined version of it and seeing what they do to, um, you know, improve or not improve itself. So, yeah, it'll be great. Um, okay, I'm very excited for this next announcement. And this literally, like, dropped, this news dropped when uh, I released last episode. Last episode was very waitress-heavy on the waitress talk, Um, so maybe y'all were just, like, tired of it anyways. But I'm very excited because Sarah Bareilles announced that she's working on a new musical. I don't know about y'all, but I'm very excited for this. And, you know, there's very few pop singers that, like, I guess... I don't even know if you can call... I mean, she is a pop singer. um, But, like, is she anymore? Like, she hasn't come out with, like, a pop album in years. And she's been doing musical theater for so long. This is an interesting debate. Like, what is Sarah Bareilles right now? Is she a performer? Is she an actress? I mean, she did a Broadway... She's done multiple Broadway shows. She's a Tony nominee um, for both writing and uh, performing. And so... It's, like, interesting. Um, I'll spark that debate online. Don't worry. Anyways, she's working on a new musical, and I'm so excited for it because Waitress was freaking masterpiece. And so I can't wait to see what she has in store for us now and next. Um, but no no date on, like, you know, when that's going to happen. I just know it's in the works. Um, but it's interesting to see these, you know, the Kelly Clarksons and the Sarah Bareilles start to work on their own musicals. Um, I doubt it'll be like a uh, about her, Sarah Bareilles, per se. Um, but I'm curious to see what it will be about. So stay tuned on that. We have exciting news uh, coming from the West End. We talked about the West End. Oh, I guess I should have said this after the London thing. Um, but we have exciting news saying that Shucked is going to the West End. This was announced a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is kind of part of that that news. Um, Shucked is going to the West End in 2024, along with an upcoming guest, Matthew Broderick bringing his wife and scene partner, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, that did the show on Broadway, obviously. They are going to the West End in 2024 in January for Plaza Suite. Um, Very exciting stuff. Both of the shows that we've seen on Broadway. We love having a Broadway success go to the West End and vice versa. You know, the West End success with Andrew Liette came to Broadway had a success of its own. Very exciting stuff. We love to see it. We love to share. Um, Shout out to the West End. Um, Okay, moving forward. Uh, We have some casting announcements. Oh my God, these casting announcements I'm very excited about. Um, There's been a lot of casting announcements, so there's not like 
uh, all of them, but there are a lot. So just bear with me. I'm just going to read them. I'm not going to talk about them because it'll take too long, but I'm very excited for all of these. That's what I'll say. Uh, Jeremy Jordan is coming back to Little Shop of Horrors. I didn't get to see him the first time, so I'm very excited to see it hopefully this time uh ellie kemper is going into the peter pan goes wrong big office fan uh so excited for that one um and of course unbreakable kimmy schmidt and all the things um jordan fisher is departing sweeney todd sad face because i thought he was incredible and deserved some sort of like recognition um for his performance as anthony and in sweeney todd uh just so freaking good and then the whiz i I came on here and kind of did like a whiz dream cast uh but the whiz announced its cast uh not all of it obviously but they have a lot of their main characters and so um, that's going to feature Wayne Brady, Deborah Cox, Melody A. Betts, Alan Mingo Jr., Kyle Ramar Freeman, Philip Johnson Richardson, and Avery Wilson. That's what we have so far. That's a pretty loaded cast, not going to lie. Um, so I don't hate any of these casting announcements. Uh, I definitely did assume that it was going to be other people, but... I'm I'm thrilled with the announcement so far. I think th- these are very exciting and, and very um, you know good, and we get some new talent, you know, names that we don't hear all the time. So I'm okay with it. Um, and going back to Jordan Fisher departing Sweeney Todd, it was announced uh, just recently that uh, Daniel Yearwood is going to succeed Jordan Fisher as Anthony and Sweeney Todd. So um, they already casted that. It was a quick two week notice moment um for jordan fisher and a quick replacement so yay slay for all of those wonderful people including daniel who is replacing jordan and sweeney todd um cool the last bit of news that i'll leave you all with is uh something happening this coming weekend so i'll talk a little bit about it um you know in the episodes next week as well um that's right i won't see you guys till next week now so sad till tuesday but uh next friday and saturday on june 23rd and june 24th uh playbill is doing its pride celebration from Times square which is very exciting and we have a loaded uh you know lineup set for you folks uh so i am hoping to be in attendance if i'm not covering the once upon a one more time opening night hopefully i can do both but i feel like it's just going to be really tricky um but with that being said live in Times Square, literally just like giving performances and, and roaming the streets until they go to the theater uh, is going to be James T. Lane, Andrew Keenan Bolger, L. Morgan Lee, Titus Burgess, the companies of Angel Liette, A Beautiful Noise, The Book of Mormon, Chicago, The Cottage, Fat Ham, Funny Girl, Town, Hamilton, Kimberly Akimbo, Life of Pi, The Lion King, Little Shop of Horrors, New York, New York, Parade, Peter Pan Goes Wrong, The Play That Goes Wrong, Shucked, Six, Some Like It Hot, Titanic, and Wicked. Whoa! Ah, that was a mouthful. Sorry if you need to hear that again. And if that was too fast, go back 15 seconds. I'm so sorry. I don't want to say those all again and bore you all. But nonetheless, very exciting because we're going to get performances from all of those wonderful shows that I just named. We're going to be it's going to be hosted by Titus Burgess, the the performances and all of that. Uh, but we'll also see some uh, co-hosting between L. Morgan Lee and Andrew Keenan Bolger um, and James C. Lane uh, a little earlier in the day. So it's super exciting. I love when Broadway comes together and they all uh, are in one location. We all uh, come together to, you know, spread awareness for something or raise money for something and 
this is totally exactly what Playbill Pride is, um, celebrating Pride Month. And all of these shows are coming to represent and perform. And uh, we'll see some of our faves on the street of New York and live in Times Square. Like, how fun is that? Uh, so come join us. Come join us. Uh, hopefully, I will be there and you, we can all come say hi and hang out. And so that, again, will be on Friday, June 23rd and Saturday, June 24th very exciting stuff. All right. With all of that being said, I think it's time to turn it over to this wonderful episode with Javier Munoz. Um, Talk about uh, Hamilton in the Heights, all the things. It is a blast and I cannot wait for you all to hear it. So without further ado, Javier Munoz, curtain up. Okay, so today we are joined by a performer who has played two of the most iconic roles on Broadway in some of the most revolutionizing shows uh, that Broadway has ever seen. You may know him as Alexander or Usnavi, but today we'll get to know him as Javi. So welcome to Take a Vow, Javier Munoz. Thank hello, you. Hello, hello. <laughs> My God, thank you for doing this. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Likewise, and that was a beautiful introduction. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. As you could tell, I, I that was that took a lot of hard work. I've had that, I've been sitting on that one for for quite some time. Um, <laughs> listen, I got to tell you. So the first time I ever saw Hamilton, it was you. I saw okay. you, okay. and so for about a year of my life, I only knew Hamilton as you. And now I've seen the show several times, but um, your performance in that just blew me away um and yeah no it the whole show blew me away but uh you know you're you were a true standout and i loved every time that you got to go on and following you your journey since um the way i usually like to start these things though is asking people you know like how did we get here like what did we what inspired you to want to tell stories and to entertain each other uh that led you to where you are today that's actually um, kind of a long road. <laughs> so this, I'll try to like condense this, but, sure. but it, it's it, I I didn't want to do this when I was oh, wow. uh, uh, a kid. I I'm, I'm everyone in my family has a creative streak, but no one pursued it professionally. Wow. So I mean, I musicians, dancers, singers, all you know, everybody had something. Uh, visual arts, you know, but I didn't have an example of someone pursuing this professionally. So the practical thing that, that I fell in love with was science. So I was a full on science nerd. I really was, I was in love and focused on astrophysics. That's what I wanted to do with my life. I had no inkling to like be on stage. (laughs) It really, oh it really took me by surprise. Um, it was freshman year in high school. So the high school I went to, uh, I'm born and raised here in Brooklyn, New York. And um, the high school I went to was kind of like a magnet school. So it it had hmm. a it had a college campus kind of structure, sure. not a typical you know uh, public high school. So you could have it wasn't majors, but you could have things you focused on, right? Mm-hmm. So my friends focused on theater. I was yeah. there for science because the school had a planetarium. So wow. I actually, I, yeah, I was like, I was in heaven. It was going to be like, <laughs> this is everything. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, so freshman year, now this is like 1989, 1990. Brooklyn's a way tougher neighborhood than it is now. 
Uh. And, and so the, the kind of street strategy was you, you, you know, you, you made sure you were in a group, right? Mm-hmm. Strength in numbers, never by yourself, right? Totally. So after school, um, the school buses and everything were just chaotic. So I, I opted to go to the library after school every day, do my homework, do projects, and wait until the library closed, which is when my friends got out of rehearsal. So uh-huh. I would meet them at rehearsal and then we'd like take, you know, a parent would pick us up or we all take the bus home together or, you know, it was, it was safe. It was yes. way safer to do that. So plus I got all my work done and I got home and I would have the night off. You know, I was like, Perfect. no, homework's done. <laughs> that is the best feeling. It yep. was a good strategy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, the way that the theater was set up is there was this, you know, huge lobby and then the theater doors and then the big, you know, auditorium stage, everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I always waited in the lobby. I never went in. And it was just this random day. It was, you know, it, the first half of freshman year. And I I just thought, you know what, I'm going to sneak in and just take a peek and see what's going on. You know, I'll be quiet and respectful. I, you know, oh, I, I, I snuck into the theater. I sat in the back. The, the, the house lights were dark. Um, they were teching. Uh-huh. So my friends are on stage in costume. They're they're stop and go. They're doing sun in the morning, moon at night. Manny, get your gun. Oh my god! And I'm sitting in the back, and I'm I'm just like I'm just watching this process and this thing, and I'm like, why am I not doing this? This is wow. this looks cool, and and it, it I can I mean I can it was so that moment is so clear in my memory. I can remember where I was sitting exactly what I could see. I can remember, like it's since memorized. I remember the air. I remember the feeling I had inside when I was watching it. And I, I, I literally, it was like something clicked and I was like, sure. why am I not doing this? So the next uh, musical was The King and I. Oh. And I auditioned for The King and I and I get cast as an Amazon guard. Period. So I have no lines. <laughs> I don't sing a note. And I'm absolutely certain that this is what I want to do with the rest of my yes. life. Yes. There was no, it was no question. Science was gone. Wow. This is what I was going to do. And thus began this struggle with my family about switching gears because none of them were about it. It was just not practical. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, that's, that was the, that was the sort of launch, I guess. And sure. then my, one of my active teachers who's still in my life. This teacher still comes to see everything I do. Oh, he is Scott Martin is his name, and he um, he's uh, he's one of the most amazing influences in my life. And he um, senior year uh, he was directing Sweeney Todd, and I was cast as Sweeney. Oh, period. and it was my la- yeah, it was awesome, and it was my last you know show in high school. He had a former student who had become an agent. Ah. And he called this student to come see me in the show. And so about a month before graduating, this agent comes to see me. We have, um, we meet, he calls me in for a meeting. Um, he's with the Fifi Oscar agency, which at the time was like the top under 18 agency in theater and film and everything here in New York city. Oh, and they signed me. So a month before graduating, I had my first agent, wow. all thanks to this teacher, you know, who really believed in me to this day. And so that, that really changed my family's idea of like, oh, wait, he's serious about this. He's really wants to do this, but they didn't know that no one had a clue how to support me. 
Oh so my I was gosh. learning by the seat of my pants, um, really getting my butt kicked when I was like yeah. 17, 18 and, and watching into auditions and like, I didn't have audition material. I didn't know what that was. And like, right. <laughs> just scrambling, scrambling to like get, you know, myself in a good oh, wow. position. But I, you know, that's, that's the real start at 17. Wow, that's amazing. And it's kind of like, I mean, not really late, but it is like a, a late starter, I guess, like after high, like midway through high school. Um, yeah. and, and to have the success that you've had, you know, it's it's quite extraordinary, truly. Yes. So, I mean, obviously, theater is still a part of your life. Is science at all still a part of your life? Do you still do that stuff or are interested in any of it? I mean, yes. I there, okay. There's that, that part of my brain... It you know works kind of overtime because to me it, it it absolutely you know theater and performing and and science are are the same mind for me oh right so like if I'm gonna if I have a theory that I want to investigate and I'm gonna take things apart take the pieces apart to look at them and wow. ask the questions it's the same thing when you're when you're sitting there with a character in a script yeah. you're just taking the pieces apart and looking at all the elements and making sense of it and asking questions and and so i i, I don't like i don't feel like i function any differently but uh-huh. but science is is it's like a light hobby now <laughs> okay. i definitely you know i definitely like left it in 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 the in the past but you know i still I can't help but gravitate towards it. I'm a sci-fi fan. I love oh, science. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading all the magazines still. So, you know. Yeah. You a big superhero guy? Oh, unfortunately so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. It's two yeah. of your favorite things, science and entertainment. You know, like, exactly. what, what can you do? Okay, so starting a petition, Javier, to play a superhero. We're going to manifest it. We're going to manifest it. it. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Trust me, we will too. As theater fans, we will take it. Um, that's, that's incredible. So talk to me about, you know, eventually through, I don't know, years go by, I guess, and out of high school. And eventually, you know, you get to be a part of one of the most like iconic shows on Broadway, um, such as In the Heights. And you played Usnavi, like, you didn't play, um, whatever you said, the, the, um, Amazon guard, Amazon <laughs> guard, right. You, you know, you had some lines in this one, just a little bit more. Well, um, well. yeah. Like, what, what was that like? Do you remember taking your first bow on Broadway? I mean, what was that like for you? Yes. So, okay. So, uh, so there, there's a, again, another lengthy explanation here. Yeah. Um, because the, the dynamic between Lynn and I is born creating in the heights wow Um, so our friendship is born and how we create together is born and they're very different things right our friendship is is what grounds us and roots us like you you know we're we're the two kids in class that the teacher needs to separate you know what i'm saying (laughs) like that's that's how we that's the foundation of us and then i love it you cut to us professionally and i think because of our friendship there, we can do something that can only be done between he and I. I've never seen anyone have this kind of dynamic ever in a room, but we create the character together. So we created Usnavi together and we created Hamilton together. Right. Right. So, so it's, it's not, it's not one actor doing this thing. And, and I know lots of people don't, 
quite and like people hear that and don't quite process it. And I'm like, yeah, I know because it's never happened before because we're the only two people I know who can do that without like, you know, without their ego getting in the way or anything. We're just, we're just connected that way. So, so what going back to in the Heights, it is um, 2002 and uh, I have, I've been living in San Francisco and I moved back to New York and as you know, on my platform, I'm very open about my HIV status. I have been open with my status my entire journey. Mm-hmm. It is very important to me to 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 do that, um, to use my platform for that work. Um, so it's 2002 when I've tested positive in San Francisco and I moved back to New York. And my 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 parents in that same year, they're alive, they're healthy, they're safe and well. But oh, at the time amazing. in 2002, they both, in, within six months of each other, were diagnosed with two different types of cancer. Oh, my God. Right. So the three of us become this kind of unit, right, of support. And yeah. I'm not um, – at that time, I just wasn't the type that Broadway was casting, right? Sure. The, the, the male ensemble type was definitely not the skinny kid, right? Mm. So it just was I, – I just wasn't booking anything. And Wow. I, I decided because I, I couldn't financially contribute enough to my to my to my parents and support that I would quit. So I left the business. I became a general manager at a restaurant, mm-hmm. a brand new restaurant in Hell's Kitchen. Get out of here! And yeah, yeah. And um, about uh, maybe like a month or two into that work, my friend Josh Josh Walden, uh, we went to college together, and he's written his first musical, and he's like badgering me to do Uh, this performance. He wants to do like a backers performance to get producers on board. Yeah. And and he's written this for me and he's, he's like relentlessly, relentlessly chasing me. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Right. So, so I, I I decide that's going to be my swan song, my last thing. And then I got to focus on making money, being insured. Um, Is your last swan song? Yeah. So I, I decide that this musical is going to be the last thing I do. Yeah. And then I'm focusing on you know making money and and supporting my parents and supporting myself. So first day of rehearsal, there's an actress. There's only one actress in the room I don't know, and she's staring oh. at me the whole time, and I'm really uncomfortable to be quite honest. But <laughs> the next day, she she um, this is the day of beepers, right? We didn't have cell phones okay. yet. So she pages <laughs> me and leaves me a voicemail. And I, I listened to it and she's explaining that she's part of a new musical. It's in development. They are looking to recast a role and she thinks I'd be perfect for it. And, and, you know, let her know if I'm interested. So I am a firm believer in the universe and the messages that we get mm. sent, you know, it, 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 it'll never be obvious. It's always going to be something that comes out of nowhere. And if you're not paying attention, you might miss that message. Right. So I literally was like, I have to, see what this is. Yeah. So I invite her to the restaurant. We sit down in between shifts and between lunch and dinner <laughs> and she hands me a script. And this is the, also the days of disc man. So I had, I had, you know, we don't have like MP3s or whatever we have now. Never right? heard of it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My portable eight track. Yeah. So I literally, um, she hands me the CD, I pop it in and I'm listening to the first song. And this is, I, I don't know it yet, but I'm listening to Lynn rap the opening number of the Heights. Oh, stop it. Yeah. 
So <laughs> I listen to the opening number. We talk about the project. We, then we have lunch and I, I ask her for time. Like, can I have tonight to like read the script and listen yeah. to this and then get back to you? So I go home. I mean, not even, I didn't wait until I got home. On my way home from work, I'm devouring that script. I'm devouring the music. And there's, there's no, you know, this is, I've never seen at this point, I have never seen a Latin piece, Mm. um, anything that's centered on us as Latin people in this country without there being crime, drugs, you know, prostitution, yada, yada, making us look like thugs, caricatures, right? I'm reading the script and I'm listening to this and there's so much integrity and there's so much dignity. And this could be my family on these pages. And I'm like, I'd be, just an idiot if I don't audition for this. This is crazy. You right. have to. So I say yes to the audition. Uh, it's for two weeks at MTC. And that's when I sang a George Michael song for that audition. I oh always sang God. pop songs. Even before that was a thing, I always sang pop songs because I, I just I didn't grow up on musical theater. Right. Right? I, it was in my life, but it wasn't like what I gravitated to. Yeah. So so I so I book it and it's it's two weeks. I, I book a character who was eventually cut from the show. Nina had a brother named Lincoln oh. and I got cast as Lincoln, but this is when I meet Lynn and we sit next to each other in, in rehearsal and we have the same vocal line. And that was a real mistake on Lack's part because <laughs> <laughs> we're just stupid. We're just like, you know, tweedledee and tweedledum and like just laughing the whole time. Oh, no. and, and, but that's where our friendship is born. And, and from that, um, eventually the character of Lincoln gets cut and um, the project goes to the Eugene O'Neill Theater Conference. Yeah. And we have like, again, two weeks to, to, to nurse this baby and focus on it. And it's that summer, same year. Um, and this is 2005 now. So this is right. So this is the, like, I, I came back in 2002, 2005 is when I'm meeting Lynn. Right. And I, I, I can't even tell you. So Tommy calls me and explains that, see the O'Neill the contract, Lynn cannot be Usnavi and composer. He can only be composer. Wow. No one has played Usnavi besides Lynn up until this point. Kiara, the book writer, has the idea to audition me for it. So uh-huh. Tommy calls me. I'm on tour. Tommy calls me. I'm in Arizona, to be quite honest, when he calls <laughs> me. And he he tells, you know, breaks the news that that Lincoln is cut, but you know, they're going a different route, like a whole a whole thing. But they would like to see me for Usnavi because of the the contractual, you know, thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so I have like a week to like get these raps and rhymes in my bones. Oh yeah. To audition for Usnavi, and you know, long story short, too late. But I I, I get into the audition <laughs> and and I nail it, and and that is literally where. It, like that's the beginning of everything Lynn and I have done together. That's uh-huh. where it starts wow. because for a month, Lynn puts me through what he called rap school. Rap school. So, <laughs> this, is, this is the best. 
<laughs> he burns these CDs, right? Yeah. And these every CD is a collection of songs, of hip hop songs that of hip hop songs that have influenced his writing. Wow. And oh so I'm God. listening, yeah. He's got me listening to these songs for cadence, for inner rhyme schemes, for for rhythms, you know, for for the for the timber of the voice, you know, this and this. So I'm, 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 he's literally like schooling me through this and it's directly from him. Right. I'm also like meeting his family, you know, the, 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 the people who have influenced these characters. So I'm living in his brain for a month before we get to the O'Neill. And that's, that's the beginning of it where he and I start creating Usnavi together because he can't do Usnavi at the O'Neill. Right. So like literally it's, it's, it's another actor putting me putting my print on this character that they're going to keep and you know like for for example the reason that usnavi brings a bottle of new zealand shiraz to dinner is because that's my favorite wine stop it (laughs) no that's my favorite that's you oh my god and like literally kiara put it into the piece and it was like what is happening It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yes. It's wow. so random too. But like, that's what I'm saying is like, suddenly we are now building this guy together. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's the birthplace of everything that, that we have eventually, you know, will do. But that, right. as you asked that first night, I was in the ensemble. And so I was his understudy as opposed right. to alternate with Hamilton. So I, w- I would only go on when he was out and during in the Heights. Um, and I wouldn't go on all the time either. There were other understudies that you know needed the the, the reps. So yeah. I was dancing in the ensemble. <clears throat> that Blank and Bueller choreography kicking my tail. Oh no, thank and you. He is no <laughs> joke, man. He's ready. Right. <laughs> so, is, it's beautiful though from an audience amazing. perspective. But those poor performers. Yeah. 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 You're, you're <laughs> times a week. Dick. Yeah. yeah. Right. That it's brutal, man. Uh, so yeah, I do remember my very first bow, the very first preview. I was all the way stage left. That was the last, that was my mark. I was the last person down front, stage left, singing home into the rafters. Wow. And I, I just I remember every breath of that. Just like I remember that afternoon or that 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 first time in the auditorium in high school. I could tell you every detail. I can tell you every detail of that first night, our first preview. Wow. Cause I, cause I felt victorious, you know, I, I, the HIV didn't stop me. Um, right. My parents were okay. And I, I just felt victorious that I, I, I made it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's fascinating. Cause a lot of people, you know, like some people are like, Oh no, I completely blanked out. Like I couldn't tell you a thing. So the fact that you were actually able to like be present with yourself is pretty, pretty uh, amazing and, and cool to hear. Um, I have so many questions coming out of that. Um, uh, first of all, how do I get that Lindman Well disc? Because I would love to know who influenced him. No, just, <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, but it's like, it, it's his work is so brilliant. And, and to, he's like, that's such a cool experience for you. But I've got to really ask you, like, your parents going through what they were going through, and even yourself with HIV and everything. How were they throughout this process? Because, hey, you told them that you had a swan song about three years ago, and oh, now yeah. you are doing musical theater, and it's like, okay, well, then what's next after this, or how long is this going to last? Like, w- it, were they 
okay. I know you said they were okay, like maybe health wise, but were they okay with you taking on into the in the heights and, and doing it? Uh, so that's actually a really beautiful story. Um, so my parents, when we were at MTC, yeah, and I was playing Lincoln at the time. Uh, my parent, I, I invited my parents to the. So on the last day, we had two presentations, and I invited my parents to the presentations. They came to the second one, uh, the last one of the day, and uh-huh. we, you know, did the workshop, hugged everybody out. You know, went home with my folks. We were living in Coney Island at the time, oh. and uh, they sit me down in the in the kitchen, and they basically tell me, "You can't quit." Oh wow! You can't quit. You're, you this is you have to do this, and oh. we'll figure it out. Stop. <laughs> and and so that's 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 the that was that sealed the deal for me. Yeah, because then it was just like you know what I I'm. I have to be, I have to listen. I have to yeah. listen to every single sign that's telling me this, this is, this is where I belong and, and, and fight for it. I think <laughs> so it's fair it to is. say that it worked out. I'm glad you listened to the sign. <laughs> um, wow. Cause I mean, you're, it's true. Like your, your career, your performances are unforgettable, you know, and, and these shows, you know, who are some, the two, I don't know if you ask me, most important shows the last 20 years on Broadway, you know, um, and in the sense of truly revolutionizing it. And I guess we can move on to Hamilton. I mean, both of these shows just led the way for new works and diversity and all sorts of different things. Um, and, and it's just been really cool to be alive, to witness this, this new stage, I guess, of, of the theater life. Um, but this this story and journey that you went on with Hamilton, like, has to be something very cool as well. You know, with, yeah. as in the Heights, um, it started at the public. Did you guys know, like, from the get go, that like, <laughs> did you ever dream that this is what it was going to become? Oh my God, no, no way! You can't possibly know. There's yeah. no way to know. Totally. That is that, that is like. That there are so you know there are so many random factors that have to be in place for something like this to happen, and it's not just about the work that you're doing. It you know this particular piece coming out when it did, and the political climate that it did in 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 this time that we were in. I mean, it just it all fell into place. You know, even social media was starting to really get like find its strength and its importance and its relevance in our society. It didn't, you know, Twitter was nothing before that, right. you know, it's so it, 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 there are so many things at play yeah. with Hamilton that, that aligned that were just like, Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so true. So, so listen, I was in, I was in Pippin on Broadway and I had the same hair slash wig call for, um, as Ariana DeBose. So Ari um, comes down and she's getting her wig on and I'm getting my bald cap on and she's going, um, I think I'm going to put in my notice. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, I got approached to do this show. It's a little show called Hamilton. It's kind of weird. You know, it's about the historic founding father, you know, 
it's it, it's it's different. I was like, <laughs> and then <laughs> come to find out like what it is and what it becomes. I'm like, what? Like she like totally was so nonchalant about it and and totally was like, yeah, because we didn't know. I think I'm gonna no do idea. it. We had no <laughs> idea. It's so it's incredible. But that I mean, you put a group of people in a room of that caliber. I mean, that original company was. I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a cast like that on Broadway ever before, you know, um, it's truly incredible that to collaborate with those type of peoples and and such high end performers had to be so fulfilling and so, um, rewarding to see that success come through. Uh, what was the process like in the rehearsal room and being able to learn? Because those people like good actors can only make you a better actor, you know? Correct. That is absolutely correct. And, and, you know, this, this was a, another really, um, <laughs> long journey. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Lynn pitched his idea for the musical to the author of, uh-huh. of the book while I was still performing Usnavi. So oh, he, wow. like, he literally came in one day and asked me to like bolt out of the dressing room so he could use the dressing room <laughs> to, to, to talk to Ron, Ron Turnout, you know, and like, I'm like, pitched the idea to him. I was like, yep, you got it. Right. So I like put my stuff in stage management so I could just like change, grab my stuff and just get out of there. So like it starts there, you know, Mm -hmm. and that was like 2000, either nine or 10, I think nine. Um, And I, I, I mean, my first time in the room, Lynn was writing. He was so inspired. Obviously Ron said yes. And, and I just remember my first, my first, time in the room was a workshop, you know, obviously a workshop. There were like, there was like, you know, me, Chris, Seth, uh, Lynn, uh, it was like one other person. And it was like six songs mm. and, and lack was at the piano. And we were just like, you know, it was called the Hamilton mixtape. We didn't even know what it was. And it, we were just like, you know, making music. We're just like yeah. the, the handful of us just in a room making music together. And, Love it. and then, you know, cut to over time, then Tommy's involved and Kiara's coming in to like watch and give, you know, powwow with and collaborate with Lynn. And, um, and, you know, we, the character of Lawrence was being written for me. And, and so as, as we're developing this first act, that's, that's, that's really, and it makes the most sense because the, the connection between Hamilton and Lawrence in the actual piece, it, it really like the, it couldn't have anything easier than me and Lynn doing that, <laughs> given our friendship. You know, what I mean? it, just, yeah. it just made sense. And and totally. so when it was a one act, it all made sense. It was really great. But then we started, and you know, everybody was coming. It was always a different combination of people. You know, David was in there a handful of times, and then uh, Leslie was there, and then he wasn't there, and then and then mm. uh, Pippa was there, and she wasn't there, and uh, and. Um, I'm trying to think Ari was there at one point. That's actually where I meet Ari. Um, you know, so people are ebbing and flowing in the room. It's based on availability. Lynn's just churning out material. So you never knew who know who you're gonna be in the room with at any given time. You know, it's 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 sort of all over the place. Nick Christopher is there for some time, you know, like it's oh, yeah. it's we're all just sort of ebbing and flowing. And and Lynn and Tommy start to devise act two. And the um, sort of mechanism is going to be the friends that surrounded Hamilton in Act One become his nemesis, if you will, in Act Two, 
with the exception right. of Lawrence becoming his son, mm. Philip. So cut to the very, like, Lynn, I remember Lynn sending me a voicemail <laughs> that, that was, um, he was like, brush up on your French because you have to count in, in French. In the, oh my the, God. The count, I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, got it, no yeah. <laughs> so, Love it. Yeah, you know, so like, so so there was, but, but, but that very first day, that very first day where we start to dip into act two, I'm standing at, you know, Lynn and I are face-to-face, standing at music stands. We're going through, um, <laughs> blow them all away. And and I'm taller than Lynn. I've got yeah. gray in my beard. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm looking, I'm just, I'm like looking outside of myself at the moment mm. and thinking, this makes no sense. Mm. I cannot be his son. Mm. Like this, like I'm older than Lynn. Like it, it, there's nothing right. about this dynamic. Like, you know, I don't think I'm a terrible actor, but I can't make myself small enough to be his kid. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't have that. There's only so much I can do. It just doesn't make sense, you know? And to that end, you know, Andrew Chappelle covered everybody in the show. Yeah. And and so every time he went on for Philip and he would stand and he's this giant guy you know, it always got a laugh and he had to play into it because it was like, you know, sure, you know, like we got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what, but that, I, knowing that, that it just, it didn't work. Mm. I felt like I had egg on my face and Tommy and I got to talking and it was just decided like, they, you got to go with a younger actor. You got to go with somebody else. Yeah. Thus, Anthony Ramos comes into the project right. as Lawrence Phillip. And I leave the project. Wow. Yeah, I go to OSF. I do my first season at OSF and and then it's it, I miss the official lab, I miss all that stuff, but then what we do what we have is is this period of time where Lynn's about to have his first kid. Mm. Um we're about to go start rehearsals for the public. I get my offer for the public. And it's very much like we're getting the band back together, right? Like yes. this is there, Seth is there, John is there, I'm there, I, you know, it's like, oh, oh, shoot, this is like in the Heights part too. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. It's just a so, reunion. Exactly. <laughs> but that's really where the I feel like the work begins, right? Because this is now, now that we're, we're going to the public, this is mm. everything you've just asked about when you're around these other great artists and actors, how that affects your work. Um, a lot of these folks had no idea that I was involved with the project from the get. They didn't yeah. know who I was. So, you know, and I didn't, I didn't want to come in proving anything either. It was, mm. it, it, I just knew that the room would not be prepared for what it's like for me and Lynn to work with each other. Oh my gosh. Two <laughs> actors who are sharing a role and creating a role together. No one in that room. And, and it was very true. I would have conversations with like, I mean, pick someone, Renee, Leslie, I, like actual conversations of like, should you be that good when you go up? And I'm like, yes, that's why I'm here. Oh my God. I'm here to, to knock it out the park for Lynn and Tommy. That's how we work. And like, and, and, and folks just like adjusting, like, I don't understand what this is. And it's like, yeah, this yeah. is how we work. And you've never seen it before. Like you've right. never seen it before. This is unique to he and I. And so that's really where, the meat and potatoes of the process really happen because we are digging into these moments, trying to make them move, trying to, yeah. you know, how that, how does it sound? And really, you know, raising the stakes. And so 
I mean, I always felt really sensitive to my fellow performers because they had to, they were building their characters, not just on Lynn, but on me. So yeah, totally. Right. So they had to like, sort of, you know, left and right back and forth, like, you know, play tennis and, 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 and instead of just something that was consistent, they would have to go in and out between Lynn and I. Yeah. And so it really, there had to be, you know, a real openness, real conversation, um, no ego involved and really just focused on the goal of we are here to build this thing. Yeah. That has to be something really cool to be a part of because, you know, a lot of times when you play an understudy or a standby or an alternate or whatever it is, you know, the creative team, when you're mounting a show, they really focus on the one who's going to play it every sure. night or, or the majority of nights. Yep. And so uh, to have that experience, I'm sure you couldn't have that experience because Lynn was on the other side of the table as well. So I'm sure he need, he was, he wanted to watch it and yeah. try to watch it from that point of view. Um, yeah. So to be able to, you know, have your first performance, you felt prepared. Yeah. Or you oh, felt prepared. You were I mean, it. there were, there were, listen, there were so many times that we had serious major run throughs of the entire show yeah. And Lynn was sitting out. I was doing Hamilton. And I, wow. I, we had all the producers there, all the designers there. And it was like, That's pressure. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, listen, I've had 160 of these episodes. I've gotten probably in every episode that I didn't even get a put in the first time I went on for this role, you know? <laughs> exactly. so, it's, so it's great to hear that you got this opportunity so because, I mean, yeah. yeah, especially because like, I mean, it's Hamilton, like Alexander Hamilton barely leaves the stage, you know, and it's named after him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that that's so freaking cool. That whole process must have been awesome. And the fact that it's just a bunch of friends coming together is really what boils down. It's probably like you're doing like a backyard play for your parents, you know, type of yeah. thing. And it doesn't even feel like it, there's pressure, I guess, because you're just having fun and you're creating something really special. Um, yes. It's got to be such a cool thing. Well, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. A lot of work, but really beautiful. Absolutely. And and it totally translates to the audience. And and you can just tell how much fun you guys had and are having, you know, every time you guys are performing. <laughs> Truly. Yes. Um, it's incredible. Well, I want to talk to you because both of these shows, I talked about it uh, a little bit before, but both of these shows, Hamilton in the Heights, revolutionized Broadway in so many ways and in their own different ways. Um and besides from this new kind of composition that Lynn wrote, um, what can you kind of say, what else was it that really made this, sh- these shows stand out, you know, besides the rapping and like what to the meat and bones, when we boil it down, was it that, that you really think put it over the edge? I think when it comes to in the Heights mm-hmm. and, 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 and this, this is why I, I was so um, excited to get involved with My Heart Says Go. Yeah. Is because Jorge, the, the, who wrote, wrote the music and lyrics, he's, I mean, there's such a clear influence of Lynn on his work, <sighs> specifically in the heights, in the rhythms and the cadences of everything. And I, 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 I was so taken when I first listened to that music that I, I just, I, I remember very clearly thinking, I've got to support this. I've got to be part of this. I got to yeah. meet this guy too, you know, but, but in the Heights used this completely classic structure of musical theater. Mm. 
the most traditional structure and broke it by putting on top of it something completely contemporary. Yeah. Right? So you have a structure of a, of, of a musical that everyone in that audience is already familiar with. We already know the structure. We know somebody has to die. Yeah. Right. We know like we 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 get it. We know they that, that the couple ends up together. Mm. Right. We know that we know that they break up at some point and that they come, you know, like like we know we know these formulas. There's yeah. such a classic structure, but it it pulls you out mm. because you're listening to hip hop, you're listening to rap, you're listening to these beats, you're listening, and you're watching a stage full of people of color. Yeah. And so this, I, I really believe that the the draw of the attraction of Heights was everything contemporary contemporary about it mm. that was standing on a classical musical theater structure. Who yeah. could resist that? Right? It just, it gets you. It gets you. And that was what was so beautiful about it was to watch people who weren't Latin yeah. come in and be like, that's my abuela. Like, uh-huh. you know, they don't even speak Spanish, but like, that's my abuela, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. That's, that's exactly totally. what we want you to feel is that you can connect to us, mm. right? So, so there, there was, it was so beautifully and brilliantly done in yeah. that way. And I believe that still translates to this day because then you have my heart says go. And I look at that structure and I, I listen to the music and I, I just was blown away by it. And I, there was no way I could say no to that because I was like, this this is this is this is like be, this is because of heights, right? So it's just it's like I gotta say yes to that, right? So, yes. So, but then Hamilton, I really believe there's. I, I, it's like I said before. I just think there were so many other factors. You know, mm. we were we were in a really. Um, everyone was was start whether whether folks. I'm an activist. I've always been an activist. That's part of who I am. It's my DNA. I am very involved in politics. I'm very involved in, in, in the, in the events of our lives. That's just who I am. Uh, but I think 2015, 2016, we're talking about a time where even folks who, who were not necessarily people who paid attention to all of these events and things suddenly had no choice. Mm. Right. There was, there was a lot happening around us. And I think Hamilton filled this need to have a place to go or a a thing to turn to that was solace, that was inspiring, that was uplifting, that um, gave you hope. Mm. And, and so I, and, and so that's why I say, I just think there's, there's a ton of things around when we did the show. Right, that, you, you know, you put that on top. You add that to the content of the show itself, which is already revolutionary. What Lynn created, and you've just got an explosion. Yeah, you know, and 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 there it is. <laughs> totally. There, there were nights. I mean, I I was with from the public to when I left was 2015 to 2018. Wow. And so it's three and a half years. Three yeah. and a half years in the with the show, and I could I can I could clock the way certain lyrics or songs or moments resonated differently through time as we were living through different experiences together, right? As we were going through all the things we were all going through as a society, as a country. Mm. And, and, and it was so palpable the way people, the things people needed to hear. Right. Right. And would react to. 
and, and it changed over time. It was really, it was astounding. So I really think that absolutely plays into, adds on to what the show already was without that context. I couldn't agree more. And I think it still stays relevant because we continue to go through things as a country and we listen to things and learn about things because I didn't know some of that history until I saw Hamilton. Uh, And that's my own country. Like, it's just like, I I just didn't know it. And and I felt like so ashamed. But to go through what they were going through hundreds and hundreds of years ago, what this story is based on and when this story Mm -hmm. is based, to do it today, it's just like, how are we still going through the it's like really shows how history repeats itself and how as soon as we think that we have a step for we've moved forward or whatever it's like oh no we we do we really like you know we're pulled back you know type of thing and it's just it's but it's cool to see and escape into the theater and kind of view it in that way and not just be depressed about it in my room, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know? That's so, what I mean. Folks so, came for that comfort. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And to experience it with a packed house every night. Um, yes. Sold yes, out Lord. before it. Um, <laughs> literally. Um, but, I, you know, I mentioned all these things because I totally agree with you. My Heart Says Go is influenced by I, if, In the Heights. You can totally hear um, styles of Lynn in, in this work, in this new work that you have worked on just recently in this cast album for My Heart Says Go um, with so many incredible artists uh, on Broadway. Um, talk, talk to me about it because how, how did this come about? How did you get a part of this process? Your songs in this album have been on repeat. Yours and Jesse Mueller's. I'm just like, (laughs) literally, Father versus Son, so beautiful. Um, Heat of the Moment. I mean, all of these songs are just incredible. I I loved it. And I loved your performance and your voice, so I could listen to it forever. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. So, yeah. Yeah. This 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 was bonkers. This I I I had a random day. (laughs) Yeah. You know this. We we are in such an odd time in our industry in terms of like what's being produced, what's not being produced, what's <laughs> working, what's not happening. Is this project like we're in such a, a weird limbo? So yeah. I had one of those days where it was just like nothing. There was nothing on my schedule, and I, you know, I had just finished a, a like a handful of little things, and so I was like, "Hey, if nothing's on my schedule, I'm chilling out, right?" So I <laughs> like turned on the TV and I was laying on the couch and I was like, "I'm chilling." And yeah. uh, the email came in and it was a direct offer. And when I get direct offers, I really, I don't take that lightly at all, because mm. that says to me that this is a creative team that completely trusts me with this, that they're yeah. offering it to me. Right. So I, I really like, I take my time to really like process, like, is, is this something that, that, that I can bring my best to for them or not? And, yeah. and so I open the music and I listened to the first track and listened to Jorge rap and I didn't get maybe 30 seconds in before I, I emailed back. Yes. Oh, I was immediately transported back to that, my bedroom in Coney Island when we were doing the, the um, MTC two week workshop of in the Heights. Yeah. <laughs> Lynn would send us, you know, audio files of the new music or changes to music and I would just sit at my desk, which was facing the window, and I would have my earphones in, and I'm listening to Lynn and practicing my music. Oh my god! And listening to that for just those seconds of the first track, 
of my heart says go, I, I was transported back there. And I just thought, I have to know who this kid is. Mm. I have to support him. I have to say yes to this. This is like universe knocking on my window. I have to. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did because I mean, what a trip to play the dad this time. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's kind of awesome. It really is kind of awesome. I love aging. I'm not even going to lie. I love oh, the process. Good. It's a beautiful feeling to like still be here and alive and healthy and well. And so like, mm. you know, the, the beauty of playing the dad this time was really awesome. And, and what a journey he gets to take in this, you know, he's, he's from a place of such love for his son. He just fails to see the human being his son is. Right. Because he's so scared. He's so worried. He just wants so much for his kid. That's mm. love. Yeah. But it's over overshadowed by fear. Mm. And he, it takes him so long to just see the humanity of his own child, which I think is a journey we all take with our parents, right? you know, is like how to see them as human beings. Real. And 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 so I think that's that's a beautiful journey that's written here and um, I'm madly in love with the music. I am yeah. madly in love with this music. I just felt so lucky I got to sing this stuff. And Matt and Jorge and the whole team, just beautiful. And yeah. every voice on this is just dumb. Oh my God. Like, I just was like, these singers, these people. <laughs> it's brilliant. not fair. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but and it's like a... a I don't know. You got stars, you know, like they, their names, you know, for a reason because they're so talented. Um, but you're so right. Like literally the second I listened to these songs, I was just like, Oh my God. Like every three minutes take you on its own little journey. And there's no script. We're not seeing this on stage or anything. Like we're just literally hearing this in our ears. And the fact that it's able to do what it does um, is quite quite impressive. And I guess that's a, a tribute to Jorge and his incredible work that he's done with this. Um, but yeah, no, the, the music just blows me away. Every time I listen, I chills, you know, yeah, um, yeah. It, it truly like, it's just so beautiful. And, and your work with it, you know, you could tell each of you in that recording studio, were really going through it. You know, you weren't just singing a song to sing a song, you know, you Correct. were really trying to to tell his story that he was trying to portray. And, and it's really beautiful. Um, yeah. So congratulations on that. And I can't wait to see like what comes next for that project, because um, yes. I think there's absolutely a future with my heart says go. So um, for anyone that wants to listen to it, you can check it out on uh, any of the music streaming platforms, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you listen. There's CDs on Broadway Records. Uh, do, your, do your thing if you do those CDs. I don't know what they are, but uh, yeah, go for it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry, everybody. I mean, I know what they are, but I don't have a CD player. Is that? I guess that's fair. Um <laughs> Javi, thank you so much. I mean, this has been a, an absolute treat. Everything, your story is just so beautiful. So I appreciate you coming on here today and sharing it with us and, and kind of taking us through your journeys with those shows and everything that you've gone through. You know, life's kind of thrown a bunch of shit at you and, and you've been able to to continue to prevail and and walk through it all and break through it all. So it's it's really inspiring. So I appreciate you and and sharing that with us today. That means so much. Thank you so much for that, truly. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. You have so much to take a bow for. <laughs> <Awesome>. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
Take a bow, Javier Munoz. Oh my gosh, that was in like that was so cool for me. Um, again, like I saw Hamilton, and I'll never forget this because, like, Loki, I was a little sad, you know, like Lin Manuel Miranda. I was like, Hamilton's so expensive. I don't know if I'll ever get the chance to see it again. Um, all of that stuff was going through my head, and I got the tickets for Christmas. Literally, one singular ticket to go by myself, um, and. Javi was on and I was like oh no Lynn is out type of thing but Javier stepped onto that stage and like I became starstruck you know like he was phenomenal in the role of Hamilton and to hear that he was brought on to not do Hamilton originally and to be his son like I can't imagine him being his son like i can't imagine him being anyone else like i couldn't imagine him being lafayette or any of these guys you know like i solely think of javi as hamilton you know and that includes like you know the first time seeing lynn i was kind of like whoa i was confused because i was like i knew it only as javier and i became this big fan of javier munoz and you know like I don't know, no offense to Lynn because Lynn's amazing and everything, but I think we can all agree like Javier has this gorgeous voice, um, possibly a better voice than Lynn, like in a better, you know, I don't know. It, it was just, his performance was so good. And I was, I was then comparing Javier to Lynn and you know, that usually doesn't happen. It's usually like the main person. And then you go see an understudy and then you can compare and all the things. Um, but nonetheless, it it was just, I don't know, for me, it was just a really cool experience. And, and I thought that you all would appreciate that. And hopefully you all appreciated this episode, you know, like I joked around with Javier and was like, Hey, how can we get those, uh, recordings from Lynn? Like you ever going to post those, but that wasn't really a joke. (laughs) Um, I I don't, I didn't quite mean it as a joke. He kind of laughed it off. Um, but like in all seriousness, like, come on, those things are like, precious treasure um so just to be a part of both in the woods oh my god into the woods not into the woods i'm going to see into the woods very soon so that's on my mind um both in the heights and hamilton had to have been such a cool experience and and to kind of look back on it now after becoming what it became both shows it's like wow like that that is that's got to be so freaking cool and uh to share uh what he was willing to share with us on today's episode i was like yes please i was eating all of it up and hopefully you guys enjoyed those stories too i'm sure that you guys are fans of hamilton or in the heights you've got to be a fan of one or the other um if not both as a fan of both that you've come at me i i i was thrilled to talk to him about both and and kind of listening to to his journey through it all and um how it all began and and seeing Lynn's process, you know, like that's probably the closest we'll get for quite some time to, to seeing and hearing about Lynn's process personally, um, about, you know, having him being in the rehearsal room and was he rehearsing or was he looking at it from the creative team perspective? You know, all of that stuff. It's kind of what, what this all is about just to give you all an inside peek 
behind the curtains, uh, you know, inspire you in some sort of way, you know, Javier performing with HIV and being uh, testing positive and all of that, like everything that he's had to go through is just, it's quite special. And so hopefully you all got an inside look into those rehearsal rooms, into Javier Munoz's personal life. Um, and you know, it, it, hopefully you all will check out My Heart Says Go, which is the incredible album, uh, that is now out anywhere you listen to songs. Uh, so whether it's Apple Music, Spotify, um, whatever it may be, and uh, you should definitely go check out the songs. Javier Munoz is featured heavily on the album. He's obviously in more songs than Jesse Mueller, which was our guest on Tuesday, which I was so excited about. Um, and so uh, both both of them are just phenomenal performers, and I was so thrilled that both of them were willing to take the time out of their schedule to, to come chat with me about their careers and about their specific project, My Heart Says Go. Um, so shout out to both of them, and hopefully you all will go listen to them. Well, all right, everyone. That's all I have for you folks this week. Hopefully you all uh, enjoyed these episodes this week, both of them, both on Tuesday and Friday. We're going to do a Tuesday and Friday again next week. Uh, I'm so excited for it. We have Alex Brightman and Matthew Broderick coming on the podcast. It's going to be a crazy week next week. And uh, hopefully you all will come back and listen to those episodes as well. Uh, Tuesdays and Fridays, friendly reminder. And until then, I will see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great weekend. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Warren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.